Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny and Dusty. All right. My rock smashes your scissors. Oh, no, not these scissors, pal. <laughs> With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. Hey, what's happening, Norm? It's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Final hour here on Danny and Dusty. Danny Meringue in here solo with Will Ortner behind the glass producing for Jeff Rust. I don't know about you, Will, but um, I mean, I personally think the government never does anything wrong. Never once do they potentially put something out there that could possibly, I don't know, be totally bass-ackwards and get them in trouble and cause just a whole bunch of fits for people for no GD reason other than being a complete S-show. I've told you what, every punishment I've ever gotten, I said it was a corrupt government. They, they keep attacking me. <laughs> every single ticket I've gotten, I didn't earn. Every single issue that I've ever had has not been my fault. The United States government is a big fan of making laws that uh, don't impact anything other than to grandstand. And that's what we have a case of here. For those that know, don't know, Andre Carter II is a defensive end for Army. Uh, Suk obviously was just at the Army-Navy game. He is one of the best pass rush prospects in the country. He's a six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pound freak. He is behind Will Anderson as the number two pass rusher in the country. This is a guy that has been doing it. So let's set the framework up here. For those that don't know, when you go to a military academy, you have two years to figure it out. You are you do not have to become an officer until you commit to your third year. Once you get to that point, you are committing to serve post-graduation, and that if you don't graduate, you will pay back your tuition, which I will tell you at the academies is not cheap. So, Andre Carter, in his third year, led the nation in sacks, came back, reaffirmed, he is going to go. He is, he is going to commit fully to the Army. But there are these opportunities that present themselves from time to time called deferred service. When you are so great at something that is more beneficial for the military to have you basically serving as a recruiting tool than it is for you to serve in the military. Right, because this has happened before. This has happened before. And you want to talk about the most famous military academy member? It is. Is it Staubach? David Robinson. 
Oh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. The Admiral. His nickname is literally the Admiral. Now, you could say Staubach. I was thinking football. No, no, but I, I was think, in football mode. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, it, it, when you think of a military service guy, I think the most people would go to the guy most aptly named the Admiral. David Robinson spent two years in the Navy before coming to the NBA. Actually took away from what would have been an even greater career. But he did it with pride, as I think every service member would. However, there is a new line in in a bill that is being put in, tucked in Section 553 of the National Defense Authorization Act, which if passed to be signed, or excuse me, it has passed the Senate, is heading to Joe Biden's, President Joe Biden's desk, that it says, the, the language is, agreement by a cadet or midshipman to play professional sports constitutes a breach of service obligation. So some jackhole somewhere wrote this line into this bill very specifically for less than one-tenth of one-thousandth of one-hundredth percent of military service members. Why? Honestly, it sounds like some nerd just got upset that not only are people uh, getting to serve, they're out there getting to play football still, maybe, That's, or basketball. Yes, this, this, there's no rhyme or reason behind this. Doesn't make sense. This is so perfunctory stupid, like... I want to find this person and punch them in the face violently over and over again. Careful now. The level of egregious stupidity that on display here is unfathomable. Well, they're out there trying to solve a problem that isn't a problem. Exactly. Like, like if the army, I, I would understand maybe if army was pumping out like a you're, bunch of you're 20, defecting a hundred players right? a year to the NFL and the NBA. Yeah, like they're out there. They have. 25 stars in every class and guys are going out and making it to the NFL or NBA, MLB, whatever. Like, sure, maybe I'll understand that. But this seems like a problem. This comes up like every this four is their, years, this, five years. No, this is their first first round draft prospect since 1947. Well, I was meaning I wasn't meaning draft prospect. I was meaning just player just in, in general. general. Yeah. Right? Like Navy had a quarterback a couple years mm-hmm. back who who made it. Um, I, I want to say like Army had another D lineman or something like that who made it. Charlie Villanueva went and served and then came back and right. he was starting tackle for the, for the Steelers. But these are all these are all guys who were undrafted mm-hmm. and you didn't expect them to make it. And Villanueva obviously made it for a really long time. Yep. He was an All Pro level player, right? But at the same time, like this doesn't this isn't something that happens all the no. time. So it's ridiculous to even write it into the law. This is not the twenties or thirties where you have the best of the best athletes in the country serving at your military academies. It just doesn't make sense. No. And it's it's absolutely insane. It is absolutely insane. Now they're talking about putting in a grandfather rule to allow for Andre Carter to potentially go to the NFL because here's the thing. He's already committed. He's going to go make 20 million dollars in the NFL. He's going to be a good player. He and what's going to end up happening is he will serve his probably 7 years or I'm saying he will probably be in the NFL for 7 or 8 years because that's when you're talking about defensive ends, they do have a shelf life, particularly when they're this big. Right. And then he goes on guard or reserve status. And Andre Carter is not, number one, he's too big to work in what would be uh, high proliferation jobs, yeah. i.e. special forces. He's quite literally too big. So they can't sit here and tell me that he's uh, in dire need as far as uh, readiness deployment. 
we are downsizing our military currently. So why are we worried about one guy going to the NFL? Why? Well, well, what I want to know is, so what is the law even about? Because like I saw that they were talking like he might not even be able to get in. Is this one of those situations where the law is about something completely different and they just found a way to sneak this line in? Yes, no, it was literally a line snuck in the National Defense Authorization. It's the, the defense budget that's passed every year. That just doesn't make sense. It's someone. It's literally finding a problem with no with out there being a problem there. Finding a solution for something that doesn't have a problem. This is from Wisconsin Congressman. Um, I want to say Mike. I want to remember. Was it Mike Gallagher? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the sounds line. Sounds like he's shameless. This is the line that he had. Gallagher said in a statement to ESPN, I'll be working with my colleagues to identify a legislative fix that addresses this issue by grandfathering an existing athletes into the current system. Then follow that up with U.S. military service academies exist to produce war fighters, not professional athletes. <laughs> yes, Jackhole, they do. And you know what else they do? They promote and they propagandize. Yeah. And guess what a six foot seven pass rusher does for you in the figurative trenches of the NFL over the actual trenches of warfare. No, think about it. And and when you write this into law, and now this I don't know if this is really gonna come in or you might think I'm blowing it out of proportion, but there is a portion of the population that when they commit to those military academies, they do still think about having the chance to play in the NFL. Like, sure. yes, I am a smaller guy, and this is my only opportunity to get into that D1 level. But if I go out and prove I can play and play football at a high level. They at, go in with that deferment. No, exactly. like, and knowing, and it's, it was built in. You can get that deferment. Yes. And then if you go out and be a star, that's going to get more people to want to go to your school. Now, I'm not out here saying, like, you're going to get Dante Moore next recruiting class. No. But you could go out, and this could legitimately help bolster these these ranks or these teams i know guys that i personally played with that said yeah you know there were you know military academies that were talking to me but guess what i don't want to serve so i'm not gonna go to those places well if you leave these if you leave that open there will be guys who say you know what i don't really necessarily want to serve but there's a chance here and then you get them into the system and then all of a sudden they're like hey no you feel that patriotic duty I think if you do this, you start taking people out of your pool to get guys into the military or women into the military. And when you do that, I think it sets a dangerous precedent. I don't disagree with it being a problem. I don't know if it's dangerous, but I do look at this as as somebody who served as a government, again, trying to solve a problem or trying to answer something that doesn't have a problem. Yeah, this is this is. There is nobody that I listen. I I I was alongside military sports academies. I, I I've been around guys who played for academy teams. Mm-hmm. We also have sports programs that are non-academy, where they basically bring you in to compete as a recruiting tool. Yes, that that's the sole purpose of this. Mm-hmm. And some of those guys have gone on to play on the fringes professionally, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA. We kind of talked about them. That's a recruiting tool. It is. One guy not playing or not participating right out of the academy going into wartime or going into war college or deploying is not going to affect anything. No. This is the most asinine, stupid, like it genuinely, like I'm struggling to put together coherent thoughts because it pisses me off so much. Well, because you're punishing a kid 
for doing what you wanted him to do. From the jump. And he came in. All these guys that have come in in this class, and that's where, where Gallagher's saying, we're trying to try and grandfather these in. So you're going to cut out the, the the next group? Yeah, and, and you're going to lose people to go in, especially when, like, you know, not trying to be this guy, but when you're my age, there aren't a lot of people my age exactly clamoring to, to get jump in the military. The military. It, exactly. Not even the enlisted ranks, let alone the academy ranks. Exactly. That's the thing that so I look you, at this. You're cutting off your nose for no reason. Not even despite your face. This is just... Ah, screw it. I'm going to cut off my nose. Why Why was this an answer to a question? Exactly. It was this, never posed. This is me trying to figure out how to break up with Margot Robbie before <laughs> I even tried to date her. And it, What are you doing? Yes, that's exactly it. Because, But here's the difference. The Academy literally has Margot Robbie. Exactly. That's the difference. They literally have that guy. They, they have, have that star. And they're going to do this. And he has said that because he's already committed. That if he's forced to go, and he can't go to the NFL, he's gonna he's gonna go serve. And that that's the problem because he shouldn't have to. But but exactly, but that's the problem because that's the type of guy who goes to the military yes. academy. The guy who says, "Well, you know what? I'm not gonna make a big stink about it. I'm going to like I signed up. I made a commitment. I'm going to do it." And that's why we want those people in the military academies, but. It needs to be people like us, and you in particular, since you have a legitimate military background, who are making a fuss about this so this kid doesn't get screwed. Yes. Let him go make his $20 million. Uh, there's, not a, there's not a person on that campus, at that academy, who is like, you know what? It's BS that Andre gets to go to the NFL and I got to go serve. Yes. He's going to have to pay it back on the back end, folks. He's not going to just get all of his service deferred. Yes. He's going to go have to serve. Now... Is he probably going to work as an attache somewhere and probably have a cushy career? Yeah, he is. But that's good. That's good. Yeah. If you had Andre, let's say Andre Carter goes out. Let's say he just has like five-year career. Has a normal NFL career. Has has a couple sacks. You know, maybe he's a part of a couple playoff teams. Maybe goes to a Pro Bowl or something. Just, you know, uh, nothing crazy to write home about, but someone who's a halfway decent yeah. player. You're telling me that's not a recruiting pitch? No, you go send that guy to everywhere. My school at Central pitched me John Kitna. <laughs> John Kitna, a perennial backup in the NFL, was pitched to me at Central and is one of the reasons why I was like, well, you know what? At least Central puts in some guys into the league. Yeah. Right? That Anything you works. can do. Anything. Sell, 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 baby. Exactly. Use this kid. Use him. You it, never know. It's, you it, never know. It's baffling. It is gonna, baffling. Him serving isn't going to be the reason we win the next war or not either. No. Let's just be honest And that's that. the thing. We are not talking. It was like, well, you don't know. He's, he's going to be this brilliant tactician. Da, da, da. Listen, man. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the guy that is C-ball, get ball, is not the next Eisenhower. Okay? Right. I'm just, I'm going out on a limb. This ain't Sun Tzu. Just. But, Look. Danny, he's already good at defense. <laughs> Think about the defense secretary position we could groom him for. Listen, I'm telling you right now, he goes out there and he goes buck wild in the NFL. You know what his nickname's going to be? Secretary of Defense. Exactly. And That's it's a- great, and it's fantastic. But none of it's going to happen if the Army doesn't get their head out of their ass. In the government, really. Absolutely, positively, totally unbelievable on every single level. Give Andre Carter the love. Let him go to the NFL. Let him make his money. Government, get the F out of the way. That, that's what this comes down to. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I was going to get really irritated about this. It was fun. I really <sighs> enjoyed it. I was looking forward to that all day. <sighs> there we go. Woosah. All right.
get, we'll go back on some some semi more positive news. Uh, as again, as Damian Lillard is twenty one points away from passing Clyde Drexler all time, the Trailblazers are out on the road. Uh, they'll have Game Four of their six game road trip before they wrap things up and head back before Christmas tonight, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. A lot of people are out. We don't really care necessarily about the game, but where do the Blazers stand? Mike Richmond of Lockdown Blazers had a very interesting uh, number to talk about as it pertains to the Portland Trail Blazers that I kind of want to dive into to get a better idea of what the identity of this Portland Trail Blazers team is after we come back from the break. This is Danny Morang of Dan Dusty on 1080. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers had a very interesting point on my drive-in this morning as I was listening to uh, his podcast. Since November 10th, the Portland Trailblazers have not won a game, but won, as you should say, with a Rockets game, by scoring less than 115 points. And it kind of has helped shape the identity of this Portland Trailblazers team over the last couple of weeks. If you look at them over the last two weeks, the Portland Trailblazers have the most efficient offense in the entire NBA by actually a pretty substantial margin. Um, they are in their uh, points per 100 possessions. They are at almost 125, 124.5 to be exact. That is number one in the NBA over the last two weeks. Their defense at 116.5 puts them at 17th. 
And I think that kind of paints a picture of what this Portland Trailblazers team is. They started out the season better defensively than I think most people anticipated, but also struggling offensively. And there was this, I don't want to say battle, but there was some back and forth as Chauncey Billups gave the reins of the offense over slowly and slowly to Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons to run a more pick-and-roll heavy versus a more static offense where more plays were called from the sideline, which makes sense because Damian Lillard, since he has come into the league, has been the best pick-and-roll scoring guard in NBA history. That's that's a fact. He's He's been that good. Anthony Simons is right there, right behind him. But the question remains is, what kind of defense could this team be? On the season, they are 24th in the NBA per cleaning glass. Not great. Just, I mean, let's just call it what it is. They had a very, very difficult schedule to start the season. And they struggled mightily. They lost 6 of 7 after starting out 10 and 4. Now they've won 6 of 8, and you're starting to see maybe a level off. I don't think this is the best offense in the league, but it's playing like one right now. I also don't think it's a bottom 5 or 6 defense in the league, and it profiled as one for most of the season. Or I shouldn't say most of the season, but they fell off a cliff basically when Dame went down. And it's a weird thing to say because Dame's not a great defender. However, what ends up happening is you shift this offensive burden that Damian Lillard carries. He has so many eyes on him, so many people looking at him, that all of a sudden Anthony Simons needs to pick up more. Jeremy Grant needs to pick up more. Josh Hart needs to pick up more. Which means you can't give quite as much defensively. Nurk should score 15. Nurk should score 15. I, yeah. I, I think that's ultimately what we come Against the Rockets on yes. Saturday. That's ultimately what we, we should take away from this. He should score 15. Yes. Every night. Every, but, for but, the rest but, of time. But particularly against the Rockets. When Will bets on it. Yes. That's that's the takeaway we really should be getting from this. But I want to highlight that, that number, that 115. It's not arbitrary, but it's also not that important. But I think, but I think it is indicative of what this Trailblazers team is. And it kind of informs what's going to happen going forward for this team. Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons can score. Jeremy Grant can score. Shaden Sharp looks like he will be a scorer someday. Josh Hart papers in very nicely. What they don't have yet is a firm foundation of defense. Whether that's with Yusuf Nurkic in the back line, whether that's Drew Eubanks, whether that's Josh Hart, whether that's an injured Nasir Little, there is a lot there that still needs to be figured out. And it, I would say it probably, not even probably, it foreshadows what's coming up in, in the trade deadline in February. And informs how roster building is going to look going forward. For all of the Dame and Ant are the same as Dame and CJ storylines, I push back against that a ton. Mostly because Anthony is already a better player than CJ. But because of the style of offense that he plays and how dynamic he can be. While being younger, cheaper, and better. Defensive limitations are there. However... The athleticism that Anthony Simons has, I believe, will allow him to do things that CJ didn't. It's still a to-be-determined. I talked to Chauncey Billups about Anthony Simons' defense. Some nights are good, some nights are bad. But what Chauncey has said is that he messed around and showed that he can play defense. So he tries, not tries, he's going to hold him to that higher standard. And that's going to be an interesting story as this bears out. But this whole idea of trading away Anthony Simons for another three or another two, get it out of your heads. 
shoot it into the sun. Anthony Simons is going to be the guy that takes the keys of this franchise from Damian Lillard at some point in time. That seems pretty clear, unless Shaden Sharp just blows up. And even then, Ant is still taking the keys because Shaden's a few years away. Exactly. You like were sta- how Ant was. Yes, and you were starting to see a national narrative change about a perception of Anthony Simons. They are looking at him as a potential superstar offensive player, a guy who can average 25-plus a game. There aren't a lot of those in the NBA. He's one of the three best shooters in the league. I was talking to somebody last night who said, Anthony Simons might be the best catch-and-shoot guy in the entire NBA. That's better than Steph, better than Clay. He, the exact comment was something along the lines of, listen, he's a great off-the-dribble guy, but in the catch-and-shoot, my God. It, it's, it's just terrifying. All of this to say is, the offense is fine. But you can't go and give all that offense up to go get defense and call it the same because now you're putting that offensive burden back on Damian Lillard again. We're back to square one. Mm-hmm. So as we go back, we're going to break. We'll come back. I want to talk about what potentially could change for them and what is on the horizon that would allow them to make moves that maybe they visited uh, in the offseason this past summer as well as at the trade deadline last year that could help make things better for this Portland Trailblazers team now and going forward. But first, here's where... This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Getting to the final stretch here on Danny and Dusty. Danny Morang in here. No Dusty Hera, no Rust, but we do have Will Warner behind the glass, a fellow metalhead who appreciates some good Metallica. Well, this is this is my dad right here. This is my dad's favorite band. He, he had the mullet going back in the 90s. This was the way he went, and so I've... Uh, I've taken over some of that. You have to. What was? Um, did you guys have a walkout song for football? Yeah. Uh, whatever our stupid band played. You guys didn't didn't have a like a uh, speaker box love. Oh, like before we went out yeah. for games. Uh, it was everybody by the Backstreet Boys. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. That's what we came out. Different we, generation. We came out to everybody, and then after we'd win, we'd sing "Love Story" in the locker room. By Taylor Swift. Okay. And we won a lot. Different generations, clearly. Uh, while we did have the band play, it did shut down. We had a tunnel that we ran out of Ooh. at Beaverton. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, let me tell you, the sound of metal tip cleats on, the, on, on asphalt in a tunnel. Beautiful. Super loud. Super, super loud. Right? Uh, but we came out to Sanitarium. Ooh. Talca. Ooh, there you go. Uh, they, um, Columbia River, my cousin's mm-hmm. playing over there. They have a great metal playlist, mm-hmm. and uh, they came. They would come out to um, Metal Health. Okay, okay, a little quiet, right? Yeah, I like it. Sanitarium was ours junior, junior and senior year. We didn't change it up. Ooh, I would have thought maybe like Enter Sandman, a good one. But Sanitarium's got the build. Or um, what's um, what's the Bells one from the Bell Tolls? Yes, thank you. Didn't didn't great yeah. song, fantastic song. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I want to pivot to some NFL here real quick because my uh, disdain for a particular quarterback knows no bounds. Um, And it's not even that. It's I am so sick and tired of hearing about Justin Fields and how he projects as a quarterback that I, I don't even know where to start. There's this whole idea. I think you look at Cam Newton and then Lamar Jackson as the MVP winners of 
Well, these dual threat, and to another extent, because people don't like hearing it, it's the identity of the black quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think we're beyond that because I think there's black quarterbacks in the league who have tremendous arms right now and don't have to rely on their legs. I think think we've bypassed that whole idea. But there is this weird desire to still, when criticism does fall on a black quarterback who doesn't have an arm, to say that that's part of it. And I don't think that's the case. When you're talking about a Justin Fields. No, not with Fields. That dude has a cannon. Not just that, but it's wildly inaccurate. And that is my problem with him. There's He's been tremendous as a runner. He literally just ran for a, a, a thousand yards. Yeah, he, he has an outside shot at breaking the all-time Probably not record. even an outside shot. He probably has a track. He's 200 yards away, I think? Yeah. 220? He's, when last I looked, he was like seventh in the NFL in rushing. Yeah, he, he averages, I think he averages 100 close a to 100 a game. Yeah. He, he should get it. He should get it, which is insane to think about. He does have the extra game, which certainly helps. Yeah. But does the quarterback he went up against this weekend in Jalen Hurts, is that the model? Is that the projection? Because a lot of the same things that we're talking about with Justin Fields are the same things we talked about with Tua and with Jalen Hurts. Their inability to throw, the inconsistency, coming from an RPO-style offense. I will not, and I refuse, to trust a single Ohio State quarterback. I will not do it. Mm -hmm. Because every single year, they have, what, one of or two of the best wide receivers in the country Mm -hmm. running an RPO offense where they're just throwing to guys that are wide open. Well, shoot. I mean, if you look at his receivers, I think four of them are in the NFL right now. First-round draft picks. Four of them. Plus, uh, I mean, he would have thrown to Njigba, too. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's some stuff. And a freshman Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Yes, he would have. And so then Ibukum <laughs> as well. So, yeah, there are still guys at Ohio State. So I don't, I don't blame you on that because you don't get to see his true potential or, like, what he truly is, right? His, his surrounding talent is too good. But, but now he's on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right, but the thing with Fields, and and here's where I don't want to totally criticize him, is because there was another quarterback who you could make the argument was getting the exact same criticism. He was just on a slightly better team. And he wasn't black. This is a white guy. And guess what? He figured it out. Now, I know that Josh Allen is not the rule. He mm-hmm. is the exception to the rule. Yes. But he was a guy with a strong arm who didn't have – he was wildly inaccurate. Wildly inaccurate. He did not have good accuracy. And what he would do when he got in trouble is he ran the football and mm-hmm. he just figured it out and he goes, I'm bigger than all of you and it'll work. Now he went to a proper, you know, quarterback coach and that helped him fix it. There isn't anything saying that Justin Fields won't do this. This is a guy who in the media with Chicago has gotten into fights with them where he has told fans, No, I care more about this loss than you do. So you know it's a guy who seems to care. It's a guy who wants to go out and win because he is a winner. But that but is he a quarterback? Who knows? That that's the thing. But at this point, at, I mean, in this day and age, I think the the line between is he a quarterback is so much more skewed than it ever used to be. I mean, right now, I know Jalen Hurts. Obviously, that injury update came out. There's a mm-hmm. chance he might not play um, the rest of this regular season, right? Rest that but, shoulder for the playoffs. Exactly. But you can make the argument he is one of the worst throwing quarterbacks in the league, at least accuracy-wise, and he's been dominant this year. At This year he's an MVP-level quarterback, 
And again, he was another quarterback who two, two years ago, you were saying the same thing, like, can he turn into Josh Allen because he can't throw a lick, he's just big and he runs. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to mean like Justin Fields is going to turn into, you know, he's going to be the guy and he's going to be an MVP candidate and all this, that, and the other. But I'll tell you what, this Chicago Bears team has no talent on it. They are not no, good. And they're not, of talent. And they're not good on any part no. of the football. They're not good on defense, really. They're not really good on special teams. And they're horrendous on offense. But at every know, level. But you know what? He keeps them within games. You lost a one-score game to the best team in football right mm-hmm. now, or at minimum, the second-best team in football. All of his losses, for the most part, once they switched over to this offense that was designed around his skill set, he's kept you within games. Relatively. So if you can get guys around him, I don't necessarily think you need to have a quarterback nowadays that throws for 4,000 yards and is stagnant in the pocket. I think you could go out, and if you have a quarterback like Justin Fields, if he can stay healthy, who cares? Have him throw for 2,500 yards, run for another 1,000, get a good defense around him. You never know what can happen. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. There you go. But here's, here's my pushback on that. What can Nick Foles do consistently? Or what did he do in that run? I was going to say he did it for five games, four or five games. But, but he, yes, he did. He slang that thing. He did. He was, he was chucking it around. And Justin Fields has shown that he cannot do that yet. And if you're looking for those, we talk about Josh Allen being the the one-off. Jalen Hurts is following that same model, okay? Jalen Hurts' rookie year, you know what his completion percentage was? Oh, it's got to be 50. 52. Yeah. God-awful. Not good. God-awful. Year two, 61. Now in year three, 67. Yep. That is such a tremendous growth curve. Also, look at what they surrounded him with. When More he weapons. first got there, his best receiver was Jalen Rieger. Yep. Jalen Rieger sucks. Who's on his, what, third team now? He's horrible, yes. right? He's, that's oof. So what did they do? They went out and drafted Devontae Smith. They hit, finally. And they then they, they made a trade. Hollywood Brown. And they went and got A.J. Brown. Yeah. And they went out and got a good running back for him. With the Bears, you can make the argument David Montgomery is a good running back. But right now, can you name a receiver for the Bears? Because I'll tell you what, I can name one. Just pick it. It's... I was going to say Velas or whatever. No, the, the, the guy they got from the Steelers. Oh, they just got they, Claypool. They, tra- was, not, not they just got Claypool. Claypool. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. No, but I mean, that, that's and, the... they, and they have Dante Pettis, who yeah. has sucked since Washington. Yes. So if they, they surround him with some players, you never know. And that's my question, because watching him throw the ball, again, you want to compare and contrast. There was a, a fantastic graphic. Uh, shout out Corey Jez, who's the mm-hmm. analytics guy for the Trailblazers. He said it to me, actually. Um the next-gen tracking stats for college football, Mm -hmm. the difference between C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winners. And what they showed was C.J. Stroud's ball placement as it pertained to on the frame. Yeah, yeah. Scattered all over the place because it didn't matter because guys are wide open and you're throwing to guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. who have a catch radius of, you know, a pterodactyl. Yes. Meanwhile, Caleb Williams was in the frame. Every time. Just... Over and over and over. And this isn't me hyping up USC, anything like that. I'm just talking about the differences in the, the how Ohio State quarterbacks have profiled. And that's consistent with a guy like Justin Fields, who has been wildly inaccurate, mm-hmm. who looked fantastic at Ohio State because he's got so many weapons everywhere. But you look at a guy like Jalen Hurts. You look at a guy like Josh Allen. Can Justin Fields' athleticism be honed in enough 
to be more Hurts or Allen than to be more Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton. Because as great as those two guys are, I don't trust either of them at their primes, and I didn't trust Cam, mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> to win me a game with their arms. Well, I'll tell you right now, though, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, who the best quarterback you've had is Jay Cutler and Sexy Rexy in that time, I think you're really happy with Justin Fields because even if, let's say he goes to the bad side, right, and you've made the bad side Lamar Jackson and Still, Newton. They're both MVPs. MVPs. That's MVPs. So worst-case scenario, you have an MVP, and you finally have an exciting offense in a team that's been known for just being really good at defense. It's, it's the worst quarterback franchise in NFL history. It, they're horrible. It's not, it's, and it's not even close. So, so I think right now, and, and I know because I listen to a lot of I, – I listen to part of my take, and Big Cat's a big Chicago guy. Obviously, he's from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. So you can tell that they're big on Justin Fields. I think – I don't think that there's anything saying that he can't be this, but what's going to keep him from being one of those types of players is one, can Chicago surround him with anything? Two, can he stay healthy? And three, will he is he willing to go and work on it? And that's that's yet to be proven. But you look at Josh Allen and you look at Hertz, and those are two guys who use their athleticism until they could work and hone in on their other issues and the other skills that they needed to, and they did. And even if he doesn't, I mean, Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton's a pretty good comp to have. Listen, man, if nothing else, Bears fans, you get to have some fun. So there's my, 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 my mea culpa, kind of, on Justin Fields. I'm looking. I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of, of a silver lining as it pertains to Justin Fields. That's as close as I'll get. All right. After this, we'll wrap things up and we'll talk about the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard with the potential with 21 points tonight to pass Clyde Drexler, uh, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And again, where the Raptors are, real quick, and how that could help the Blazers potentially, both in the short term and long term. Coming back after this is Danny Moran here on, on Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> Danny and Dusty on the fan. Wrap it up here on Danny and Dusty. Danny Morang here on a lovely, lovely Monday afternoon, as you can tell by a little carry-on here. I love it. I was not expecting that. No, it, it, it starts off with a nice, nice little uh, guitar riff, and then it comes in hard, a little carry-on. Caught me very off guard. <clears throat> you know what carry-on is? Uh, yeah, so when I get on a plane... No, it's actually not. It's actually the uh, the leftover remnants of a carcass. Oh. So it's carrion, as in C-A-R-R-I-O-N, as opposed to the Y space O-N. Oh, I was just trying to make a difference. No, it's perfect. I, I got it. I, I know what you're going with, but I wanted to... It wasn't me and stationary. Decon- no, no, I was going to deconstruct the joke for you. That's what makes it funny. Oh, of course. It, I've it, always it, found that people explaining their jokes yes. is the funniest. That's the funniest part of this. Right. <laughs> all right. The funny part of all of this is... After the Portland Trailblazers tried to pry away OG Ananobi at last year's trade at deadline and then at draft night, uh, could perhaps the Trailblazers revisit again? The, the Toronto Raptors took another L last night. They're now 13-17 and 17 and struggling in the Eastern Conference, only four games back from joining the, well, the participators in the Victor Wimbanyana sweepstakes. Who saw that coming? Yikes. Not good. However... Portland Trailblazers still in the market for a small forward. Remember when we started this season, the discussion was around who would start small forward. Nasir Little, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow. Everybody kind of thought, oh, it's going to be Nasir Little. And as I talked to folks around the league or around the team, 
there was more and more of an idea that Nasir wasn't quite ready and Josh was going to get that spot. Now he has. And as much as I love Josh, he's still not a perfect fit for this team, at least in that spot. He's coming up on an expiring contract or with an option year. He will opt out because the man will be worth more than he's under contract for. He's a very good player. And that's the thing about Josh Hart. His ability as a very good player makes him somebody other teams would want. And that's how you use and, and package these things up to get better. The Trailblazers were prepared to offer Josh Hart in a first-round pick, who which was Shaden Sharp, on draft night for OG Ananobi. That boat has sailed. The Trailblazers, I think, are very, very happy with who Shaden Sharp is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would include him in an OG Ananobi deal. However... If the opportunity arose for OG again, Josh Hart, and you guarantee the pick to Chicago this year, and that frees up the 2025 and 2027 picks to be able to use, could you pair Josh Hart with two picks, or Josh Hart a pick and a player like Keon Johnson for OG? And I think that's an opportunity that's possibly on the table for the Trailblazers now. I think that's huge. Honestly, for the Blazers, I, I want to see more splashes. As your average fan, he, fan here, mm-hmm. I really love the Jeremy Grant trade. He's turned into – he's a star right he's, now. He's the best player that the, the Blazers have brought in maybe ever. Yes, and he's long. The difference <laughs> was like when Blazers brought people in before, they were always like, well, they're going to play the four, but they're really more of a three. <laughs> or they're undersized, but they fight really hard. Yeah. Josh Hart. And it seems like you finally have guys or are making attempts to get guys that that are long. Yes. I love the fact that the Blazers are long. Go get OG. Here's the holy grail. What if I told you Pascal Siakam was available? What if they really tore this thing down because they're going to build around Scotty Barnes? Screw OG. I want Pascal. There you go. That will cost you Shaden Sharp. But that's the discussion you want to have because you could potentially put together it is going to cost you Shaden Sharp. It's going to cost you Josh Hart. You're probably going to have to put Yusuf Nurkic in there for salary reasons. You're going to have to get a third team involved. And you're going to have reasons. to get picks in there. But you can roll out a lineup of Dame, Ant, uh, Grant, Siakam, figure the rest out. Right. That's a hell of an opportunity. So, well, something to keep your eyes on, something to watch kind of going forward. Speaking of watching going forward, Portland Trailblazers take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Damian Lillard is 21 points away from passing Clyde Drexler all-time. Come join us in the uh, Jack Ramsey's watch party with Brandon Sprague and I as we watch it all happen. That is all for today. For Will Ortner, I'm Danny Morang. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care. Talk soon. Bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.